Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Passionate, patriotic, a little bit pugilistic, and always professional. Hear what Roy Green has to say on the Chorus Radio Network. Emails to uh, Roy at RoyGreenShow.com and uh, Twitter is at the Roy Green Show. Follow me there. Anything you want to hear or download that we've broadcast, go to the Roy Green Show page on the Chorus Radio Station website, Chorus Radio Station you're listening to, and you, uh, you'll be able to hear it. Download as you choose. Yesterday, we spoke with Daryl Bricker, president of Ipsos Polling. Senator uh, Denise Batters was, was with us. Uh, Catherine Swift WorkingCanadians.ca, and one of our Beauties and the Beast panelists. And I have received so many emails about what we were talking about in that segment, and that's the tax fairness changes Mr. Trudeau and Mr. Morneau are suggesting for small business. So I thought I'd, I'd read one of, the, uh, one of the emails. And uh, really, there's probably a hundred, maybe more. So this is what Kathy sent to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com. I listened to your show yesterday and was not surprised to hear that a minority of people polled support the small business tax changes in the name of tax fairness. Of course, the question is, do they actually know anything about the proposed changes? I suspect not. Most people these days seem to form their political views based on tweets or sound clips, not on any kind of really knowledge of the issue. Who isn't going to support fairness? Of course, fairness is subjective. In this case, it's being defined by Mr. Trudeau and Mr. Morneau, who have never created a small business or worried about how they'll pay their employees or meet their monthly bills or finance their own retirement. They were born into wealth, and their attitude about these proposed changes shows just how ignorant they are about the real world and how it works for small businesses. Sadly, most Canadians currently are taking this tax fairness change at face value. It's okay because the government's going to after uh, that evil 1%. Of course, anyone who takes the time to educate themselves on this issue knows that these proposed changes will affect many hard-working, job-creating Canadians who are not trying to rip off the government. They're trying to make a living, and a lot more than 1% will be impacted. I wonder how much of the support for this change is coming from government employees safe in their job security with guaranteed pensions. Honestly, I can see a day where the fight is not against the evil 1%, but between government employees and the rest of us. We pay their salaries, and it seems as though they spend all their time trying to figure out how to get more of our money and tie us up in more red tape, which also costs money. I think Trudeau and Morneau are heading into the area of unintended consequences. If they force this through and we lose businesses, jobs, doctors, etc., how will they fix that? How will they attract investment and business back, even if they voted get voted out? How will the next government fix it? All of this leads me to the conclusion that Trudeau's post-nation state is a place where the government is run by a select few elitists who know better than everyone else, who tax small businesses out of business, who have no interest in job creation, except government jobs, of course, who lie to the people about social license, about carbon taxes, who are happy to pay millions and billions of our tax dollars to foreign governments to buy 
international favor and a position for Mr. Trudeau at the United Nations. That's from Kathy. There's so many. So many. And I'd venture that 75%, maybe 80 had similar points of views to Kathy's. And there was something else I want to read to you. We have a few minutes here, and I want to do this. Actually, I was going to feature this or for a little bit of a call-in segment later on the show today. But now we have the story from the Regina Leader Post that the marijuana legislation the federal government's going to push through will allow 12-year-olds to possess their own marijuana. 12-year-olds. Reminds me of the Ray government days when uh, Mr. Ray's uh, legislation included 12-year-old girls having the right, now we'll go back to 1990 here, having the right to an abortion without their parents knowing. And if the doctor had the intent to call the parents to tell them about a 12-year-old girl having an abortion, the 12-year-old girl had the right to what was called a rights advisor paid by the government, and the rights advisor would advise the 12-year-old on how to deal with her parents. So we're going to talk about the marijuana issue uh, for 12-year-olds in just about an hour's time. I want to read this to you. And it's by Jeffrey A. Powers. He's a retired Marine colonel in the United States. And it has to do with the disrespect shown by National Football League players when the National Anthem is played. Here's a soldier to Commissioner Roger Goodell. I've been a season pass holder at Yankee Stadium, Yale Bowl, and Giant Stadium. I missed the 1990-91 season because I was with a battalion of Marines in Desert Storm. Fourteen of my wonderful Marines returned home with the American flag draped across their lifeless bodies. My last conversation with one of them, Sergeant Garrett Mangrella, was about how our Giants were going to the Super Bowl. He never got to see it. Many friends, Marines, and Special Forces soldiers who worked with me or for me through the years returned home, also with the American flag draped over their coffins. Now I watch multimillionaire athletes who never did anything in their lives but play a game, disrespect what brave Americans fought and died for. They're essentially spitting in the faces and on the graves of real men, men who've actually done something for this country besides playing with a ball and believing they're something special. They're not. My Marines and soldiers were. You are complicit in this. You'll find players for large and small infractions, but you'll lack the moral courage and respect for our nation and the fallen to put an immediate stop to this. Yes, I know it's their First Amendment right to behave in such a despicable manner. What would happen if they came out and disrespected you or the refs publicly? I observed a player getting a personal foul for twerking in the end zone after scoring. I guess that's much worse than disrespecting the flag and our national anthem. Hmm, isn't this his First Amendment right to express himself like an idiot in the end zone? Why is taunting not allowed? Yet taunting America is okay. You find players for wearing 9-11 commemorative shoes, yet you allow the scum on the sidelines to sit, kneel, or pump their pathetic fist in the air. They're so deprived with their multi-million dollar contracts for playing a freaking game. You condone it all by your refusal to act. You're just as bad and disgusting as they are. I hope Americans boycott any sponsor who supports that rabble you call NFL. Legends and heroes do not wear shoulder pads. They wear body armor and carry rifles. They make minimum wage and spend months and years away from their families. They do it for 
They don't do it for an hour on Sunday. They do it 24-7, often with lead, not footballs, coming in their direction. They watch their brothers carted off in pieces, not on a gurney, to get their knee iced. They don't even have ice. Many don't have legs or arms. Some wear blue and risk their lives daily on the streets of America. They wear fire helmets and go upstairs into the fire rather than down to safety. On 9-11, hundreds vanished. They are the heroes. I hope that your high-paid protesting pretty boys and you look in that mirror when you shave tomorrow and see what you really are, legends in your own minds. You need to hit the road and take those worms with you. Time to change the channel. Colonel Jeffrey A. Powers. Make what you wish of that. I was going to ask you what you thought of it, and maybe I will another day. But I wanted to read it today anyway, and because uh, it's NFL Sunday, right? And the NFL's ratings are down again, significantly. And I have to think a lot of that has to do with the way the players are reacting, or not reacting, not responding properly when the when the anthem is played. I know a lot of people are going to say it's American. What's it got to do with us? I saw our anthem, heard our anthem disrespected as well, and not so long ago. We're going to come back, and we'll talk to Patrick Brown, the leader of the Progressive Conservative Party of Ontario. What's going on between him and the Premier? And what is he going to do with about the Premier's deadline for Mr. Brown to apologize to her? Stick around.